big world today. And yesterday in Reese, you can find me on Parlor at the Real Big John. Remember to do all the liking, sharing, and subscribing to get the word out. I'd call one of the legacy media outlets. Team USA starts out 0-2 in exhibition play. This is our Olympic team. Texas Democrats on the run. And the U.S. warned not to interfere in Cuba. set that match up so that uh, Mr. T wouldn't go over and also that Rowdy Roddy Piper wouldn't lose. So, uh, Paul Orndorff took the fall from Hulk Hogan for, for the team in that one. Uh, that was one of the matches Big, my cigar bag out here. Big WrestleMania one that uh, took wrestling from a, a bar room, uh, high school gymnasium, civic center, National Guard Armory, circus sideshow, to um, a mainstream event. With, uh, the whole family would gather around the TV set and watch. Paul Warndorf was a big part of uh, that explosion in wrestling. So he is going to be missed. He was uh, in late stage dementia. His uh, son put a video out of Paul in the hospital. Didn't know who he was, where he was. Didn't remember being a wrestler. He was trying to open a, a packet of pepper you assumed to pour on his uh, food that he was about to eat. And he ended up eating the, pouring the pepper right into his mouth and eating packet and all. It was really sad. Dementia is a terrible, terrible disease. Um, and frankly, a lot of our wrestling heroes, um, because of the way wrestling was, it, 
issues. It's kind of strange that there was a faction. I shouldn't say it's strange. But, uh, there was a, a faction or a group, a stable as they call it in wrestling, known as the Heenan Family. And all totaled, I mean, it probably consisted of 30 different wrestlers over Bobby the Brain Heenan's uh, illustrious career. But the, the main ones that you think of from the WWF in his run... There were Andre the Giant, who died at age 46 from giantism, they call it. Uh, then you had <clears throat> King Kong Bundy, who died of diabetes at 61. Uh, most recently, Paul, Mr. Wonderful Orndorff of dementia at 71. Bobby the Brain Heenan uh, of cancer at age 72. Uh, now we get into the real, those sad, sad ones. Uh, Kurt Hennig, who should have been a world heavyweight champion in WWF and WCW and was just never used properly. Uh, he died of a, a drug overdose at 44. And then we have Ravishing Rick Rude, the youngest, the youngest of them all to pass away. Uh, he died of heart failure at the age of 40. Uh, it may have been like 99 or 2000. Uh, he was no longer able to wrestle from a neck injury, but he was, wow, in his heyday in the 80s and early 90s, uh, my gosh, talk about one of the toughest, uh, best looking, best body, not, you know what I mean, uh, in wrestling, it was ravishing Rick Rude by far, uh, I always thought he was kind of ugly, actually, but now looking back at him, his, his physique and strength, uh, it was just awesome. One of the toughest bouncers in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, I think of some of my other wrestling heroes, Big John Studd. Uh, he died from liver cancer and Hodgkin's disease at uh, 47. So if you're a wrestler, man, you make it to 60 or 70 years old. You really made it far. Uh, Hulk Hogan is now 67 years old. Greg the Hammer Valentine is 69. Brutus the Carter Beefcake uh, does not look like a beefcake anymore. It looks like he eats a lot of beef and cake. But he's 64. Bob Backlund I thought would be a lot older. He's only 71. Superstar Billy Graham is 78 years old, uh, and he was about 20 years ahead of his time. He is the guy that Hulk and uh, Hulk and Jesse the Body Ventura patterned themselves after, and, and he was wrestling in the you know, mid 70s with the tie-dye T-shirts and bandanas and flexing in the ring. He got his. He took his nickname from the movie Jesus Christ Superstar and the evangelist Billy Graham. His actual name is Eldridge Wayne Coleman, but he 
took the nick he gave himself the nickname Superstar Billy Graham. Hey, it caught on and it made him a lot of money. Uh, the cleanest wrestler of all time and the longest reigning WWF champion, or WWF champion, was Bruno Sammartino. I saw him a few years before he died, and he was still working out, still uh, had an amazing body for any age, but especially a guy in his 70s. And he finally died of natural causes at 82 years old. Uh, so that's just some of the, the wrestling heroes that uh, I've been thinking about lately since uh, the death of Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff yesterday. Um, and, you know, just uh, the memories of, of wrestling. Uh, to go to the break wall, my partner and I did a podcast about that. On Anchor.fm and other podcast platforms, uh, we just did about an hour, or an hour and a half, where we just talked wrestling and memories of being a kid. But right now, let's get into this uh, current events. Play a little "Man on the Run" in honor of the Texas Democrat legislators that fled the state of Texas. That'll be an interesting. One. I'm a jailer man and sailor Sam. We're searching everyone for the band on the run. Band on the run. For the band on the run. Band on the run. Well, the undertaker drew a heavy sigh. See you know. and who knows what else Democrats on the run. But uh, first and foremost, we've got the Olympics coming up. I have not watched the Olympics probably since 1992. In fact, I remember a friend of mine, we, was, uh, we were both 20, 21 years old, whatever, and I was wanting to go to hang out at his house, and I was like, hey, man, what's up? He said, oh, man, I'm watching the Olympics. I'm like, you're watching the Olympics? Who watches that? Um, really, after the 1992 Dream Team, I lost interest in the Olympics. Uh, you know, 90, 1998, the United States lost a controversial game to the Russians, uh, we had not been playing well in international competition. So the United States finally allowed uh, its professional athletes to play uh, in basketball. And it was probably the greatest sports team ever assembled. Uh, you had Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Carl Malone, I think John Stockton, uh Christian Leitner was the only, well, he just turned pro. Uh, Carl, 
or Clyde Drexler, I already said Carl Malone, Patrick Ewing, uh, I can't remember who all else, but that's the majority of them. And so they just blew everyone away. 40 points a game. They were just clobbering everyone. Uh, so Kevin Durant, according to Yahoo News, leads Team USA in a romp over Argentina after starting 0-2 an exhibition. This is what's expected of USA basketball after a stunning 0-2 start in exhibition play. The Team USA opened up Tuesday night's Olympic warm-up game against Argentina with a 33-19 first quarter lead and didn't look back. The Americans rode hot shooting from three-point distance and a strong effort on defense to a 108-80 victory over Argentina in Las Vegas. The win won't extinguish concerns about the team's slow start less than two weeks out from its July 25th Tokyo Olympic debut. But it should temper calls to hit the panic button. Kevin Durant set the tone early with a pair of three-pointers to help Team USA to a 10-4 lead. By the time the first quarter was over, the Americans had knocked down six three-pointers to account for 18 of their 34. Durant, Beal lead charge. Durant, 17.6 rebounds. Uh, Zach Levine, the Chicago Bulls guy, my, my favorite team still. Bam Adebayo, Bradley Beal. Uh, all in double figures. Uh, so, the rest of the world is caught up to the United States in the game of basketball. It was uh, like it was America's pastime when I was a kid in the ni- early '90s, 80, late '80s. You had the great rivalries like Magic and Larry, who the Celtics and the uh, Lakers went back and forth winning the championship through the 80s. There were no teams that could uh, beat them until the Detroit Pistons of uh, 1989 and 1990. And then after the Pistons, you had the Chicago Bulls dominate from 91 to 93. Michael Jordan retired for a year and a half. Uh, They came back and then from 96, 97, 98, they dominated again. Uh, but to me, I, I just, I don't, I don't get the Olympics. You know, I, I am pissy about these athletes uh, wanting to protest the American National Anthem. Uh, I grew up with great Olympians. They, they were the people you looked up to. They represented your nation. You rooted for your American athletes. And now it's like they're not representing USA. You know, uh, in the 80s, you know, you had the same things going on that you have today. But, man, I remember Carl Lewis and Flojo and these guys and women that you just, you just couldn't help but want to root for them, you know. And... This year's Olympic team, they're going to protest our national anthem. One uh, 
transgender B I didn't even know BMX was an Olympic sport. Doing tricks on a bicycle is now an Olympic sport. Uh, anyways, uh, she, he or she says that uh, they hope to win a gold medal so they can burn the American flag on the podium. Well, you know, I, I guess you're more important than the United States that you're representing at the Olympics. I don't know. Uh, saw clickbait. Now, this concerned me. This worried me a, a wee bit. A little bit. Um, states, it's ABC News had this headline up. Quote, states health officials warn of Delta surge, seven children in ICU. So there's this Delta variant of the COVID virus going around now. And I haven't honestly been able to follow it. Gee, because uh, President Biden's not having daily press conferences like President Trump did. So I see a, a, a story like this and they're talking about children in an ICU. So my brain automatically thinks, well, shoot, is this more dangerous to children than the initial COVID virus. And as I read the article, I found, no, I just got suckered into clicking on ABC's news article. It's still the same. It's not as contagious, not as uh, harmful to children, but there just happens to be seven kids in the state of Mississippi that ended up in ICU and two on ventilators. So certainly, <clears throat> certainly pray for the kids in Mississippi, all the people that are catching this virus. Um, I am nervous about our country as far as are we going to go back into this lockdown nonsense. Uh, our country can't take it. It can't. We just can't. We cannot print off more money than the federal government already has without destroying our currency. And that Trump is as much to blame for that as Biden was. What? You know, these are the times that test men's souls, as they say. In Texigan, old Tex, Texas House Democrats flee the state in move that could block voting restrictions bill, bring legislature to a halt. Uh, this is from the Texas Tribune. Shoot. Uh, and what's happened is the Democrats have just taken their ball and their bat and gone home. Not even home. They've gone to other states to stay with relatives and friends and be anywhere but where they're supposed to be. 
which is in legislature in the state of Texas. And so this is this is what the D's are doing. Uh, there was something similar go on um, a few years ago, and I don't know if it was the R's or the D's that took their uh, toys. You might remember toys and went home, but. This nonsense about voter restrictions is bullshit. It's help, It's opening up our freedom to vote. You can't believe what the Democrats and uh, the liberals and the president are saying. So here's what the governor of Texas, Paul Abbott, had to say about this. And then I'll give you my comments. Perhaps. I'll turn that down for a second. So Democrats are running away. Instead of just voting no or trying... President Biden called me a Neanderthal for opening Texas 100% and no masks. You might remember... President Biden called me a Neanderthal for opening Texas 100% and no masks. It turned out he was wrong. After that opening, Texas COVID numbers improved substantially. Well, now President Biden is calling Texas names again. This time, he's chastising us for making it easy to vote, but hard to cheat. And once again, President Biden ignores the facts. The fact is... I like that. Easier to vote, harder to cheat. This is what I want in America. I want my voting streamlined. I want to walk in, show my ID, get my little ballot, fill it out, sign it, and drop it in the box and know that my vote is secure. Safe, easy, harder to cheat is that Texas is passing a law that expands, not reduces, the hours of early voting. That's more than many states, including President Biden's home state of Delaware, which has zero hours of early voting. The Texas law also helps to prevent mail-in ballot fraud in Texas. That is an issue that both Republicans and Democrats agree on. It will uphold the intent. I want to say something. It's funny how ahead of this election, so many people shined a light on this mail-in balloting. I was watching a, an old episode of the Joe Rogan Experience where uh, he had Alex Jones and some other people on there. And he, Rogan brought up, what, what about all these crazy mail-in ballots, though? They're just mail-in ballots to everybody. You know, how, how do they know they're going to the right people or whatever? But then Donald Trump mentioned, you know, the mail mailing out of absentee ballot applications, mailing ballots to everybody. 
not verifying that it's the correct address uh, and this was all pointed out well before the election and we're still arguing it after the election it's not hard you request a ballot you give your proof either the last four digits of your social security number or the identification number off your state ID and voila you get your absentee ballot it's secure you sign it the Board of Elections verifies your signature only one letter in your signature needs to match what they have on file because some of us sign our name differently a little bit every time blah blah woof woof here's the rest of the gov of text integrity of our elections and ensure that Texans who do qualify to vote by mail will have the ability to do so. President Biden and the Democrats must stop the misinformation. Texas. There's something else I want to point out. I just talked to you about the COVID virus briefly. Now, if I were on YouTube, which I'm not anymore, and I said what I said, there would be a disclaimer at the bottom of my video without my choosing saying this video contains information about the COVID virus. Here's a link to the CDC's website where you can find out more information about the coronavirus. If I gave any misinformation about the COVID virus, I would receive a strike from Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, but yet the president and the Democrats can tell blatant lies and f spread false information about our elections and election integrity and election security, and nobody says a thing. Donald Trump had his press conferences taken off television. One, because his rating or his approval rating was going up as the people saw him personally taking charge. Two, the media didn't like what he was saying about the COVID virus. And he was taken off of Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook. But the current president can tell blatant lies but his lies fit the liberal establishment legacy media narrative. So it's okay for those lies. Show me where Donald Trump lied about the coronavirus or anything. It, it, you know, he may have been wrong at times. He may have said stupid things at times. Okay. But blatant false information he did not give and show me it coming from his mouth not what somebody in the news or on the media put in his mouth not what some reporter reported that he said but show me his lips moving and the words emanating from the front of his face all right text wrap it up is very simply making it easier to vote and harder to cheat. 
That was it. Easier to vote, harder to cheat. The same thing they did in Georgia when the racist Major League Baseball pulled the All-Star game from Georgia. Atlanta has a very high African-American population. The state of Colorado already has the same voting laws and restrictions, if that's what you want to call them, that Georgia passed. But Denver, Colorado is 90% white. So Texas House Democrats flee the state in a move that could block uh, voting quote-unquote restrictions bill. And it shows a very diverse photograph of Democrats looking onward. The Democrats in the Texas House of Representatives left the state Monday afternoon en route to Washington, D.C. In a Okay, so they didn't just take off to every nook and cranny. They went to D.C. Well, that's not where they're supposed to be. They're supposed to be in uh, Austin. In a bid... To, again, to deny Republicans a quorum. You can't have a vote without a quorum in uh, legislature. Uh, to, okay, deny Republicans the quorum needed to pass a new voting, there's that word again, restriction, voting restrictions with 26 days left in the special legislative term called largely for that purpose. Upping the ante, both the legislative fight at home and the national debate over voting rights. We already have voting rights. Everybody who's a legal citizen has the right to vote in the United States. So that's another lie in this article and from the left, left stream media. Uh, Democrats boarded two planes out of Austin headed for the U.S. Capitol without a set return date. At least 51 of the 61 Democrat representatives, the number needed to break quorum, were in the process of leaving Monday afternoon, most arriving at Austin Bergstrom International Airport Monday to board flights departing around 3.10 p.m. The House set to reconvene Tuesday morning, but absent the Democrats would mean there will not be enough members present to conduct business under the House rules. This is horrible. This is cowering. This is running. You, you show up. If you don't like what's being voted on, you vote no. And... You go on record as voting no. Let me tell you about another Texas legislator. Well, congressman from Texas named George Herbert Walker Bush. He thought that the 1964 Civil Rights Act was the right thing to do. He went on record and voted yes. It caused him to lose re-election. The great civil rights president, liar, liar, pants on fire, John Fitzgerald Kennedy, voted present or no 
on a civil rights bill. Let me look this up. JFK vote on civil rights bill. This is the difference between a man and a coward. A, a, a public servant and a politician, if you will. A public servant will take their career into their hands and say, I'm voting for what I feel is right. Whether it costs me my seat or not. So while I'm waiting for this search to bring up my JFK voting rights or so, oh, there it goes. Civil Rights of 1964 Miller Center. Well, Kennedy was already dead in 64, so that's irrelevant to my thing here. Civil Rights Bill. Maybe I should put Civil Rights Vote. Or boat. See if we spell it correctly. We'll maybe we'll get the right thing. Uh, Nineteen fifty-four, the Supreme Court ruled unanimously, Brown versus Board of Education. This isn't Bing's not giving me what I, I want to see. What a surprise. Kennedy and Civil Rights, The American Experience by PBS. <clears throat> JFK's presidential voting record and stands. Uh, 83rd, 84th, 85th Congress. Voting participation, 81, 60. Uh, he went on the record 92, 90, 92, 99 times. Civil rights protecting the right to vote. Nope. Kennedy civil rights. 50 years of myth and fact. Let's see what this has to say. It's by the Huffington Post. Uh <clears throat> See here, the myth and the fact about the civil rights legacy came jarringly together in the quip from his wife, widow Jacqueline Kennedy. He, it said he didn't even have the satisfaction of being killed for civil rights. Uh, in 1957, as a senator, here we go. 1957, knowing that he needed the Southern Cracker Democrat vote to win the presidency. Kennedy voted against the 1957 Civil Rights Bill. His opposition has been spun two ways, one cynical, one charitable. The cynical spin is he opposed it to appease Southern Cracker Democrats because he had an eye on the president run, presidential run in 1960. Let's listen to the bullshit spin now. The charitable spin is he thought the bill was too weak and ineffectual. ineffectual. Three years later, 
though he ignored the angry shouts of Southern Democrats and lobbied for a forceful civil rights plank in the Democrat Party's 1960 platform. So, how many people in 1960 knew what the hell the Democrat platform was? And how many times could he say, well, I voted against that civil rights bill. Whatever, JFK. Uh, in other news, this is bullshit. Russia, China, Iran warn U.S. must not intervene in Cuba. Now, there's a thing called the Monroe Doctrine that says that this hemisphere is the United States' sphere of influence. And we will worry about what's good for the United States in this hemisphere. In Cuba right now, people are waving American flags, as well as Cuban flags, and chanting freedom. They want freed from their repressive 62-year-old communist government. But Russia, China, and Iran, who Joe Biden will cower from, have warned the United States it must not intervene in Cuba after the island was rocked by major protests for which the United States President Joe Biden cast his support. Oh, he's going to talk it up. He ain't going to back it up. Trump would have told Russia, China, and Iran to blow it out their ass. As Cuban foreign, the Cuba, as Cuban Foreign Minister Bruno Rodriguez rallied against the increased aggression of the U.S. government, <laughs> we, we haven't been aggressive in Cuba since the Bay of Pigs. Uh, during a lengthy remarks delivered to the press Tuesday, in the wake of historic anti-government protest. Uh, this is another media lie. Uh, demonstrations alleging shortages in COVID-19 vaccines take that part out of the equation. And basic human needs. <coughs> His message was echoed by three powers deeply critical of Washington's foreign policy towards Havana. Iran, Russia, and China have no business telling the United States how to handle Cuba. So many Cubans flee Cuba for the United States and our freedoms. It's awesome. I love living in a country that people want to come to because of our freedoms and our rights. Okay? But Moscow, Russian Foreign Deputy, Deputy Foreign Minister, Sergei Rabakov, met with Cuban Ambassador Julio Germandia Pena to discuss for a discussion earlier Tuesday, which the Russian side expressed solidarity with Cuban, the Cuba, uh, Cuba's government and people. How can they be solid with the government and the people when the people are against the government? Uh, it promised all-around support and efforts towards 
the soonest normalization of the situation. Russia is not really in that normal of a situation, to be honest with you. But the United States has the right to aid and ag on these uh, people. I don't really know a lot of, of what their options are because a lot of these people are going to be tortured to death for their, their, their protesting of the government. They're going to die. It's that simple. That's what communists do. You know, we just celebrated the 30th anniversary of the college students in China protesting in Tiananmen Square and being run over by tanks of their own military, their nation's military, the Communist Party's military. They died for the freedom that we have. And our Olympians want to turn their back on the national anthem of this country. They want to burn our flag on the Olympic podium. We don't even appreciate the freedoms and rights we have to speak out against our government. Protesters, or as I call them, rioters, burned down cities last year in the name of protest, in the name of free speech. And they're getting set free left and right by weak judges and weak district attorneys. But these people in Cuba are going to die because they're out of food, because they're out of fresh water, because they're out of basic human needs. They're out of liberty. Their soul does not have the right to breathe under the communist dictatorship. I will leave you with that. God bless you all. Pray for each other. Pray for mercy and pray to God have mercy on the United States of America. Let's go back to old Paul McCartney and Wings, man on the run in honor of the Texas Democratic Party.
can find me on Parlor at the Real Big John. Remember to do all the liking, sharing, and subscribing to get the word out. what I'd call one of the legacy media outlets. Team USA starts out Owen true in exhibition play. This is our Olympic team. Texas Democrats on the run, and the U.S. warned not to interfere in Cuba. Roddy Piper set that match up so that uh, Mr. T wouldn't go over and also that Rowdy Roddy Piper wouldn't lose. So, uh, Paul Orndorff took the fall from Hulk Hogan for, for the team in that one. Uh, that was one of the Matches with the big my cigar bag out here. Big WrestleMania one that uh, took wrestling from a, a bar room, uh, high school gymnasium, civic center, National Guard Armory, circus sideshow to um, a mainstream event that uh, the whole family would gather around the TV set and watch. Paul Warndorf was a big part of uh, that explosion in wrestling. So he is going to be missed. He was uh, in late stage dementia. His uh, son put a video out of Paul in the hospital. Didn't know who he was, where he was. Didn't remember being a wrestler. He was trying to open a, a packet of pepper you assumed to pour on his food um, that he was about to eat. And he ended up eating the, pouring the pepper right into his mouth and eating packet and all. It was really sad. Dementia is a terrible, terrible disease. Uh, and frankly, a lot of our wrestling heroes, um, because of the way wrestling was it, and is, are, are going to have 
issues. It's kind of strange that there was a faction. I shouldn't say strange, but uh, there was a, a faction or a group, a stable as they call it in wrestling, known as the Heenan family. And all totaled, I mean, it probably consisted of 30 different wrestlers over Bobby the Brain Heenan's uh, illustrious career. But the, the main ones that you think of from the WWF in his run, there were Andre the Giant, who died at age 46 from giantism, they call it. Uh, then you had <clears throat> King Kong Bundy, who died of diabetes at 61. Uh, most recently, Paul, Mr. Wonderful Orndorff of dementia at 71. Bobby the Brain Heenan uh, of cancer at age 72. Uh, that now we get into the real, the, the sad, sad ones. Uh, Kurt Hennig, who should have been a world heavyweight champion in WWF and WCW and was just never used properly. Uh, he died of a, a drug overdose at 44. And then we have Ravishing Rick Rude, the youngest, the youngest of them all to pass away. Uh, he died of heart failure at the age of 40. Uh, it may have been like 99 or 2000. Uh, he was no longer able to wrestle from a neck injury, but he was, wow. In his heyday in the 80s and early 90s, uh, my gosh, talk about one of the toughest, uh, best looking, best body, not, you know what I mean, uh, in wrestling. It was ravishing Rick Rude by far. Uh, I always thought he was kind of ugly, actually, but now looking back at him, his, his physique and strength uh, it was just awesome. One of the toughest bouncers in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, I think of some of my other wrestling heroes, Big John Studd. Uh, he died from liver cancer and Hodgkin's disease at uh, 47. So if you're a wrestler, man, you make it to 60 or 70 years old. You've really made it far. Uh, Hulk Hogan is now 67 years old. Greg the Hammer Valentine is 69. Brutus the Barber Beefcake uh, does not look like a beefcake anymore. It looks like he eats a lot of beef and cake. But he's 64. Bob Backlund, I thought, would be a lot older. He's only 71. Superstar Billy Graham is 78 years old. Uh, and he was about 20 years ahead of his time. He is the guy that Hulk and... Uh, Hulk and Jesse the Body Ventura patterned themselves after. Uh, and he was wrestling in the you know, mid-70s with the tie-dye t-shirts and bandanas and flexing in the ring. Uh, he got his, he took his nickname from the movie Jesus Christ Superstar and the evangelist Billy Graham. His actual name is Eldridge Wayne Coleman, but he 
took the nick he gave himself the nickname Superstar Billy Graham. Hey, it caught on and it made him a lot of money. Uh, the cleanest wrestler of all time and the longest reigning WWF champion, or WWF champion, was Bruno San Martino. I saw him a few years before he died, and he was still working out, still uh, had an amazing body for any age, but especially a guy in his 70s. And he finally died of natural causes at 82 years old. Uh, so that's just some of the, the wrestling heroes that uh, I've been thinking about lately since uh, the death of Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff yesterday. Uh, and, you know, just uh, the memories of, of wrestling. Uh, go to the break wall, my partner and I did a podcast about that. On Anchor.fm and other podcast platforms, uh, we just did about an hour, or an hour and a half, where we just talked wrestling and memories of being a kid. But right now, let's get into this uh, current events. Play a little "Man on the Run" in honor of the Texas Democrat legislators that fled the state of Texas. That'll be an interesting. One. Democrats on the run. But uh, first and foremost, we've got the Olympics coming up. I have not watched the Olympics probably since 1992. In fact, I remember a friend of mine, we was, uh, we were both 20, 21 years old, whatever. And I was wanting to go to Hang out at his house, and I was like, hey man, what's up? He said, oh man, I'm watching the Olympics. I'm like, you're watching the Olympics? Who watches that? Um, really, after the 1992 Dream Team, I lost interest in the Olympics. Uh, you know, 90, 1998, the United States lost a controversial game to the Russians. Uh, we had not been playing well in international competition. So the United States finally allowed uh, its professional athletes to play uh, in basketball. And it was probably the greatest sports team ever assembled. Uh, you had Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Carl Malone, I think John Stockton, uh Christian Leitner was the only, well, he just turned pro. Uh, Carl 
or Clyde Drexler, I already said Carl Malone, Patrick Ewing, uh, I can't remember who all else, but that's the majority of them. And so they just blew everyone away. 40 points a game. They were just clobbering everyone. Uh, so Kevin Durant, according to Yahoo News, leads Team USA in a romp over Argentina after starting 0-2 in exhibition. This is what's expected of USA basketball after a stunning 0-2 start in exhibition play. The Team USA opened up Tuesday night's Olympic warm-up game against Argentina with a 33-19 first quarter lead and didn't look back. The Americans rode hot shooting from three-point distance and a strong effort on defense to a 108-80 victory over Argentina in Las Vegas. The win won't extinguish concerns about the team's slow start less than two weeks out from its July 25th Tokyo Olympic debut. But it should temper calls to hit the panic button. Kevin Durant set the tone early with a pair of three-pointers to help Team USA to a 10-4 lead. By the time the first quarter was over, the Americans had knocked down six three-pointers to account for 18 of their 34. Durant, Beal lead charge. Durant, 17.6 rebounds. Uh, Zach Levine, the Chicago Bulls guy, my, my favorite team still. Bam Adebayo, Bradley Beal. Uh, all in double figures. Uh, so the rest of the world is caught up to the United States in the game of basketball. It was uh, like it was America's pastime when I was a kid in the ni- early nineties, late eighties. You had the great rivalries like Magic and Larry, who the Celtics and the uh, Lakers went back and forth winning the championship through the 80s. There were no teams that could uh, beat them until the Detroit Pistons of uh, 1989 and 1990. And then after the Pistons, you had the Chicago Bulls dominate from 91 to 93. Michael Jordan retired for a year and a half. Uh, They came back and then from 96, 97, 98, they dominated again. Uh, but to me, I, I just, I don't, I don't get the Olympics. You know, I, I am pissy about these athletes uh, wanting to protest the American national anthem. Uh, I grew up with great Olympians. They, they were the people you looked up to. They represented your nation. You rooted for your American athletes. And now it's like they're not representing USA. You know, uh, in the 80s, you, know, you had the same things going on that you have today. But, man, I remember Carl Lewis and Flo Joe and these guys and women that you just, you just couldn't help but want to root for them. You know? And... This year's Olympic team, they're going to protest our national anthem. One uh, 
transgender B. I didn't even know BMX was an Olympic sport. Doing tricks on a bicycle is now an Olympic sport. Uh, anyways, uh, she, he or she says that uh, they hope to win a gold medal so they can burn the American flag on the podium. Well, you know, I, I guess you're more important than the United States that you're representing at the Olympics. I don't know. Uh, saw clickbait. Now, this concerned me. This worried me a, a wee bit. A little bit. Um, states, it's ABC News had this headline up. Quote, states health officials warn of Delta surge, seven children in ICU. So there's this Delta variant of the COVID virus going around now. And I honestly fought, been able to follow it. Gee, because uh, President Biden's not having daily press conferences like President Trump did. So I see a, a, a story like this and they're talking about children in an ICU. So my brain automatically thinks, well, shoot, is this more dangerous to children than the initial COVID virus. And as I read the article, I found out, no, I just got suckered into clicking on ABC's news article. It's still the same. It's not as contagious, not as uh, harmful to children, but there just happens to be seven kids in the state of Mississippi that ended up in ICU and two on ventilators. So certainly, <clears throat> certainly pray for the kids in Mississippi, all the people that are catching this virus. Um, I am nervous about our country as far as are we going to go back into this lockdown nonsense. Uh, our country can't take it. It can't. We just can't. We cannot print off more money than the federal government already has without destroying our currency. And that Trump is as much to blame for that as Biden was. What? You know, these are the times that test men's souls, as they say. In Texigan, old Tex, Texas House Democrats flee the state in move that could block voting restrictions bill, bring legislature to a halt. Uh, this is from the Texas Tribune. Shoot. Uh, and what's happened is the Democrats have just taken their ball and their bat and gone home. Not even home. They've gone to other states to stay with relatives and friends and be anywhere but where they're supposed to be. 
which is in legislature in the state of Texas. And so this is this is what the D's are doing. Uh, there was something similar go on um, a few years ago, and I don't know if it was the R's or the D's that took their uh, toys. You might remember toys and went home, but. This nonsense about voter restrictions is bullshit. It's help, It's opening up our freedom to vote. You can't believe what the Democrats and uh, the liberals and the president are saying. So here's what the governor of Texas, Paul Abbott, had to say about this. And then I'll give you my comments. Perhaps. I'll turn that down for a second. So Democrats are running away. Instead of just voting no or trying... President Biden called me a Neanderthal for opening Texas 100% and no masks. You might remember... President Biden called me a Neanderthal for opening Texas 100% and no masks. It turned out he was wrong. After that opening, Texas COVID numbers improved substantially. Well, now President Biden is calling Texas names again. This time, he's chastising us for making it easy to vote, but hard to cheat. And once again, President Biden ignores the facts. The fact is... I like that. Easier to vote, harder to cheat. This is what I want in America. I want my voting streamlined. I want to walk in, show my ID, get my little ballot, fill it out, sign it, and drop it in the box and know that my vote is secure. Safe, easy, harder to cheat is that Texas is passing a law that expands, not reduces, the hours of early voting. That's more than many states, including President Biden's home state of Delaware, which has zero hours of early voting. The Texas law also helps to prevent mail-in ballot fraud in Texas. That is an issue that both Republicans and Democrats agree on. It will uphold the intent. I want to say something. It's funny how ahead of this election, so many people shined a light on this mail-in balloting. I was watching a, an old episode of the Joe Rogan Experience where uh, he had Alex Jones and some other people on there. And he, Rogan brought up, what, what about all these crazy mail-in ballots, though? They're just mail-in ballots to everybody. You know, how, how do they know they're going to the right people or whatever? But then Donald Trump mentioned, you know, the mail mailing out of absentee ballot applications, mailing ballots to everybody. 
not verifying that it's the correct address. Uh, and this was all pointed out well before the election, and we're still arguing it after the election. It's not hard. You request a ballot, you give your proof, either the last four digits of your social security number or the identification number off your state ID, and voila, you get your absentee ballot, it's secure, you sign it, the Board of Elections verifies your signature. Only one letter in your signature needs to match what they have on file, because some of us sign our name differently a little bit every time. Blah, blah, woof, woof. Here's the rest of the gov of Tex. Integrity of our elections and ensure that Texans who do qualify to vote by mail will have the ability to do so. President Biden and the Democrats must stop the misinformation. Texas. There's something else I want to point out. I just talked to you about the COVID virus briefly. Now, if I were on YouTube, which I'm not anymore, and I said what I said, there would be a disclaimer at the bottom of my video without my choosing saying this video contains information about the COVID virus. Here's a link to the CDC's website where you can find out more information about the coronavirus. If I gave any misinformation about the COVID virus, I would receive a strike from Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. But yet, the President and the Democrats can tell blatant lies and spread false information about our elections and election integrity and election security and nobody says a thing. Donald Trump had his press conferences taken off television. One, because his rating or his approval rating was going up as the people saw him personally taking charge. Two, the media didn't like what he was saying about the COVID virus. And he was taken off of Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook. But the current president can tell blatant lies, but his lies fit the liberal establishment legacy media narrative. So it's okay for those lies. Show me where Donald Trump lied about the coronavirus or anything. You know, he may have been wrong at times. He may have said stupid things at times. Okay. But blatant false information he did not give. And show me it coming from his mouth. Not what somebody in the news or on the media put in his mouth. Not what some reporter reported that he said. But show me his lips moving and the words emanating from the front of his face. Alright, Tex, wrap it up. It's very simply making it easier to vote and harder to cheat. 
That was it. Easier to vote, harder to cheat. The same thing they did in Georgia when the racist Major League Baseball pulled the All-Star game from Georgia. Atlanta has a very high African-American population. The state of Colorado already has the same voting laws and restrictions, if that's what you want to call them, that Georgia passed. But Denver, Colorado is 90% white. So Texas House Democrats flee the state in a move that could block uh, voting quote-unquote restrictions bill. And it shows a very diverse photograph of Democrats looking onward. The Democrats in the Texas House of Representatives left the state Monday afternoon and route to Washington, D.C. In a Okay, so they didn't just take off to every nook and cranny. They went to D.C. Well, that's not where they're supposed to be. They're supposed to be in uh, Austin. In a bid... To, again, to deny Republicans a quorum. You can't have a vote without a quorum in a uh, legislature. Uh, to, okay, deny Republicans the quorum needed to pass a new voting, there's that word again, restriction, voting restrictions with 26 days left in the special legislative term called largely for that purpose. Upping the ante, both the legislative fight at home and the national debate over voting rights. We already have voting rights. Everybody who's a legal citizen has the right to vote in the United States. So, that's another lie in this article and from the left-stream left media. Uh... Democrats boarded two planes out of Austin headed for the U.S. Capitol without a set return date. At least 51 of the 61 Democrat representatives, the number needed to break quorum, were in the process of leaving Monday afternoon, most arriving at Austin uh, Bergstrom International Airport Monday to board flights departing around 3.10 p.m. The House set to reconvene Tuesday morning, but absent the Democrats would mean there will not be enough members present to conduct business under the House rules. This is horrible. This is cowering. This is running. You, you show up. If you don't like what's being voted on, you vote no. And... You go on record as voting no. Let me tell you about another Texas legislator. Well, congressman from Texas named George Herbert Walker Bush. He thought that the 1964 Civil Rights Act was the right thing to do. He went on record and voted yes. It caused him to lose re-election. The great civil rights president, liar, liar, pants on fire, John Fitzgerald Kennedy, voted present or no 
on a civil rights bill. Let me look this up. JFK vote on civil rights bill. This is the difference between a man and a coward. A, a, a public servant and a politician, if you will. A public servant will take their career into their hands and say, I'm voting for what I feel is right. Whether it costs me my seat or not. So while I'm waiting for this search to bring up my JFK voting rights or so, oh, there it goes. Civil Rights of 1964 Miller Center. Well, Kennedy was already dead in 64, so that's irrelevant to my thing here. Civil Rights Bill. Maybe I should put Civil Rights Vote. Or boat. Let's see if we spell it correctly, we'll maybe we'll get the right thing. Uh, Nineteen fifty-four, the Supreme Court ruled unanimously, Brown versus Board of Education. This isn't Bing's not giving me what I, I want to see. What a surprise. Kennedy and Civil Rights, The American Experience by PBS. <clears throat> JFK's presidential voting record and stands. Uh, 83rd, 84th, 85th Congress. Voting participation, 81, 60. Uh, he went on the record 92, 90, 92, 99 times. Civil rights protecting the right to vote. Nope. Kennedy civil rights. 50 years of myth and fact. Let's see what this has to say. It's by the Huffington Post. Uh <clears throat> See here, the myth and the fact about the civil rights legacy came jarringly together in the quip from his wife, widow Jacqueline Kennedy. It said he didn't even have the satisfaction of being killed for civil rights. Uh, in 1957, as a senator, here we go. 1957, knowing that he needed the Southern Cracker Democrat vote to win the presidency. Kennedy voted against the 1957 Civil Rights Bill. His opposition has been spun two ways, one cynical, one charitable. The cynical spin is he opposed it to appease Southern Cracker Democrats because he had an eye on the president run, presidential run in 1960. Let's listen to the bullshit spin now. The charitable spin is he thought the bill was too weak and ineffectual. ineffectual. <laughs> Three years later, 
though he ignored the angry shouts of Southern Democrats and lobbied for a forceful civil rights plank in the Democrat Party's 1960 platform. So, how many people in 1960 knew what the hell the Democrat platform was? And how many times could he say, well, I voted against that civil rights bill? Whatever, JFK. Uh, in other news, this is bullshit. Russia, China, Iran warn U.S. must not intervene in Cuba. Now, there's a thing called the Monroe Doctrine that says that this hemisphere is the United States' sphere of influence. And we will worry about what's good for the United States in this hemisphere. In Cuba right now, people are waving American flags, as well as Cuban flags, and chanting freedom. They want freed from their repressive 62-year-old communist government. But... Russia, China, and Iran, who Joe Biden will cower from, have warned the United States it must not intervene in Cuba after the island was rocked by major protests for which the United States President Joe Biden cast his support. Oh, he's going to talk it up. He ain't going to back it up. Trump would have told Russia, China, and Iran to blow it out their ass. As Cuban, foreign, the Cuba, as Cuban Foreign Minister Bruno Rodriguez rallied against the increased aggression of the U.S. government. <laughs> we, we haven't been aggressive in Cuba since the Bay of Pigs. Uh, during a lengthy remarks delivered to the press Tuesday in the wake of historic anti-government protest, uh, this is another media lie. Uh, demonstrations alleging shortages in COVID-19 vaccines take that part out of the equation and basic human needs <coughs> his message was echoed by three powers deeply critical of Washington's foreign policy towards Havana Iran, Russia and China have no business telling the United States how to handle Cuba. So many Cubans flee Cuba for the United States and our freedoms. It's awesome. I love living in a country that people want to come to because of our freedoms and our rights. Okay? But... Moscow, Russian Foreign Deputy, Deputy Foreign Minister, Sergei Rybakov met with Cuban Ambassador Julio Germandia Pena to discuss for a discussion earlier Tuesday, which the Russian side expressed solidarity with Cuban, the Cuba, uh, Cuba's government and people. How can they be solid with the government and the people when the people are against the government? Uh, it promised all-around support and efforts towards 
the soonest normalization of the situation. Russia is not really in that normal of a situation, to be honest with you. But the United States has the right to aid and ag on these uh, people. I don't really know a lot of, of what their options are because a lot of these people are going to be tortured to death for their, their, their protesting of the government. They're going to die. It's that simple. That's what communists do. You know, we just celebrated the 30th anniversary of the college students in China protesting in Tiananmen Square and being run over by tanks of their own military, their nation's military, the Communist Party's military. They died for the freedom that we have. And our Olympians want to turn their back on the national anthem of this country. They want to burn our flag on the Olympic podium. We don't even appreciate the freedoms and rights we have to speak out against our government. Protesters, or as I call them, rioters, burned down cities last year in the name of protest, in the name of free speech. And they're getting set free left and right by weak judges and weak district attorneys. But these people in Cuba are going to die because they're out of food, because they're out of fresh water, because they're out of basic human needs. They're out of liberty. Their soul does not have the right to breathe under the communist dictatorship. I will leave you with that. God bless you all. Pray for each other. Pray for mercy and pray to God have mercy on the United States of America. Let's go back to old Paul McCartney and Wings, man on the run in honor of the Texas Democratic Party.